friends. You're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Crickets to Cha-Chings. This week, I am sitting down with Allison Carter. And we are going to talk about how to listen to your customers and to really build your business based on what your customers are wanting from you. So Allison, I would love for you to introduce yourself and let us know what you do, what's your background. Tell us your story. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lauren, for having me. First, I think that your podcast name is just brilliant. I just love it so much. So cute. And I'm thrilled to be here. And like you just said, my name's Allison Carter, and I own a business called Allison Carter Celebrates. And my whole mission in life is to give busy moms the tools and resources to save time and energy when it comes to celebrating all of life's little moments and bigger moments with their families. And I started, gosh, my story starts back when really I was a little girl and I was raised by a mom that made celebrations absolutely magical. And I grew up feeling like celebrated all the time and like birthdays were a big deal and holidays were just pure magic. And she still to this day is, you know, my kids were with her this weekend and she made mummy hot dogs and spider peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for them for their sleepover. And she's just like that. And so I didn't know anything else. And so I knew when I became a mom, that was all going to be really important to me in my journey through parenting. And I became the stay at home mom. I was a teacher before, decided to stay at home with my daughter, did the whole play date thing and all that stuff. And then It was really through a conversation with my girlfriends that my business blossomed and it was a total accident in zero part of me was looking to start a business. I did not want that life. I had no desire to have be an entrepreneur. I saw my parents be entrepreneurs for years and years and years and it's a tough life. I mean, everybody listening couldn't agree that it is a roller coaster ride that sometimes you can't get off of. (laughs) And when I was a teacher, I had a stable like thing. It was hard, you know, that's a roller coaster in its own right. But, and so I didn't go out looking for anything, but I was talking to my friends about birthday parties and we all had our babies within the weeks or if not days of each other, our second kids. And so, you know, we were doing what any mom friends are doing and we were claiming birthdays. And like, okay, this is my weekend, all of that stuff. And my one girlfriend was like, you know, I just don't have the time. She is a working mom at Microsoft. She has a big job. And she said, I just don't have the time to plan my daughter's first birthday. And I feel like crap about that. And I said, well, I'll do it because I've always loved planning parties. I had nothing to do but watch Housewives at nap time. So like, I'm happy to help you (laughs) take that on. And she was like, "Uh, okay, if you really want to, like, weirdo, who are you? Anyways, so I did. And I planned her first fiesta. There's no time to siesta. It's Charlie's first fiesta. I planned that in a digital way. Because after I hung up with her, I thought, well, dang it, how the heck am I going to get my vision out of my head and into her head for her kid's birthday party? I've never planned parties for people before. And I opened a PowerPoint. 
and I found some party ideas and I threw them on like a, this document. I linked to them all because I knew she wouldn't have the time to like look at a picture and then be like, well, where am I supposed to find all that stuff? So I linked everything. So all she had to do is click a picture and the decor in that picture took her to her Amazon cart or Etsy or whatnot and uh, sent it back to her. And she was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I instantly know what the party is. I don't have to spend all the time to do it. This is major. And then word got out that I started planning friends parties and friends started approaching me. Well, can you help me save time? Well, you can help me save time. And Unbeknownst to me, I planned my first party plan and started a business that now almost three years later has helped, you know, hundreds, probably thousands at this point of women around the world, literally around the world, like New Zealand and all these weird places that I'm like, wait, what? How is this even possible? Help them celebrate and help them save time and actually enjoy the moments with their families because I really believe that's what it's all about. It's not about stressing yourself out and collapsing into the couch when the party's over. It's about closing the door with a smile and being like, oh, what a fun day. Like what a fun day with I had with my family. So that's my not so short story of how I'm here <laughs> and how the heck I've navigated this whole getting to this point and finding these women to help. And, uh, you know, really listening to them and, and catering my business to their needs, but also kind of staying true to my own values, which we're going to talk about today. Yes, I love that so much. And I love just the whole concept of your business, because I am one of those people who hates planning parties, not because I don't like parties, like everybody likes parties, but it's because I feel so much pressure, like so much pressure from this Pinterest birthday party thing drives me insane. And me too. And it's like, I want to be a Pinterest mom, but I'm totally 1000% not a Pinterest mom. And so yeah, like I'm just, I get overwhelmed and I can't do it. And I end up like this past year, I promised my son that he could have a sleepover party and then he got sick and I just canceled the whole thing and we never rescheduled. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> Totally. And you know, things like that, I can't even tell you how many times during the week I hear that exact same story and feelings. And it makes me feel like a sucker punch almost because what I hear from that is it's too overwhelming to like have a celebration. And when you think about your, and I'm not saying this like in a, like you failed your kid in any sort of way. <laughs> No, take that. I mean, like the mom that has the first birthday and that's coming up. That's a huge milestone in your family's story. And they're too tired. They're too overwhelmed. They're too uh, whatever to do anything. So they just don't even acknowledge it. They won't remember anyway. Those are the things that I'm like, oh, and I have never once in all of these three years have said that in order for you to celebrate, you have to have a party. I don't believe that. I love that you, when you have parties, because I get to help you with those and I love a good party. I'm very extroverted and social and my love language is gifts. And so in my mind, when I'm hosting a party, I'm giving the gift of an experience to my people. That's how I approach it. 
but an acknowledgement of the celebration is just as important. So a fun family dinner where you make their favorite foods or an outing to the zoo or a movie or something where that kid in particular feels like the attention is on them. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm really like, those are the things that they just are necessary in my mind. The big Pinterest party where you feel like you have to stay up until 4 a.m. making a balloon arch. <laughs> not <laughs> necessary. But if you do want that party, then you know, you outsource it just like you would your Amazon Fresh and you reach out to somebody that can take it off your plate, that being me, and, uh, you know, you go from there. And so you cut out all of that time that it takes because, you know, when you go to Pinterest and you have 50 tabs open before you know it, uh-huh. and then you just look at your thing thinking, well, I don't even know where to start. So I'm just going to go to the local bouncy place instead, because that's just way easier, which again, nothing wrong with that. But you can also at that bouncy place, make that party a little bit more personalized for your kid with some really simple ideas. I think that is such a good point. Because I think that what your business shows and the way that you've built your business, it's just it simplifies it for people. Like, could they do it themselves? Sure, if they want to spend the time to do it themselves. But the people who you're appealing to or or your customer that's interested in your services is the person who doesn't want to spend that time. And so you fill this niche that is, I don't know, I hear a lot of times from people like, you know, why would somebody buy this from me? Or what do I have that's special? And you've created something that's special by way of just relieving like the specialness of your product is that it just relieves that stress from people. Yeah. And that's really the person I'm going for. Like I'm going for working moms. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to moms that have businesses because we have the least amount of time because I'm sure your people are like me where I'm building my business in the margins of my life. I have 20 minutes here. So I'm going to, you know, do some Pinteresting or I have, 30 minutes here, or my kid napped for a little bit longer. So I got a nice chunk of time or I do it at bedtime. I don't have a consistent block of time throughout my days where I can do this. And so I have to be really intentional. And I also know that about my person. And I also know that I'm not speaking to the person that will never have a party. I'm not trying to convince anybody that parties are important or that parties are the only way. And so I know that there's plenty of women out there that are like, we just don't do parties. I'm going to, you know, do the zoo thing or an overnight or a vacation or whatever it is. Holidays are something different. But when it comes to birthdays in particular, I'm not trying to convince somebody to, you know, support my business or let me help them. I'm really finding the working moms, the working from home moms, the just busy moms and saying, you don't have the time. And I have this available that has taken out that 10 plus hours of time. This sounds like it would be a great match. And usually it is. They're like, oh my God, lifesaver. (laughs) This is amazing because I want to have the party. I just maybe don't know how to go about it or how to fit it into my schedule. And that's really what I'm helping with. You're speaking exactly to me. That's exactly how I feel. (laughs) But I think that the big takeaway from that that people need to really listen to and really hear 
is that you are not trying to appeal to everybody. You're not trying to appeal to that person that doesn't like parties. And you're also not trying to appeal to that person who absolutely loves to DIY. (laughs) You know, like there's a very specific niche that you're talking to. And by narrowing that down, you are able to focus in on those pain points for that person so specifically, which is something that a lot of people really struggle with because they think that in order to be successful, they have to appeal to the widest group of people. And it's actually really the opposite. Oh, 100%. And I started like that. I mean, when my first couple months of business, I was like, moms, I talk to moms. (laughs) And, you know, because I didn't know any better. And I've never had a business before. And that's just, I was like, well, who has birthday parties? Moms. And so that's how I started. And every year and every really couple months, it's gotten narrower and narrower. And now really my like core niche is working or working from home moms with kids zero to 10. Those are my people. That does not mean that I have a good chunk of my sales coming from stay-at-home moms. Mm -hmm. I still do. I'm just not marketing to them. I'm just not using that language. I'm just not, I can't like all encompass all moms in the things that I'm doing because it's too overwhelming. But that doesn't mean that they still find me and follow me and like my ideas, especially when it comes to the holidays and like get the plans just for all the DIY stuff. So they want to do all the DIY stuff. They just maybe don't have the confidence a lot of the times Mm -hmm. to think that like they can come up with all the really cute things, which, you know, is crazy, but (laughs) I'm happy to help. So anyone that comes across me, I'm more than happy to help and serve, but I'm not trying to intentionally put myself in front of all aspects of mom because it's just too big. Right. That is such key advice. I think that that is a huge takeaway for people. And I also have found similar things in my business, like trying to, you know, I sell monogrammed baby gifts and being like, well, I'll make anything for anybody anywhere. (laughs) And like, as I've narrowed it down more and more and more to hone in on this very, very specific market, my sales have increased, even though my actual listings and the things that I'm selling have decreased. (laughs) Um, So it's really the opposite of what people think is going to happen. Oh, for sure. I mean, and it all has to do with your messaging and like who you're talking to and your person, especially as something as personal as a baby gift or something as really personal as you trusting a stranger to plan your kid's birthday party. Mm -hmm. I don't take that lightly. I 100% understand what that ask is and the emotions behind that ask. So I want everybody that has a party from me or gets a holiday celebration guide from me or a memories and moments unwrapped holiday box. Like I want anyone that gets something from me to feel like they plan that celebration with one of their girlfriends. And that is my, like, if somebody comes back at me and is like, Oh my gosh, I think we would be great friends. Like that's my biggest compliment because that kind of reinforces the things that I'm doing because I really love the community I've created and I love the women that I help just like I do, you know, to the moms on my Facebook messenger complaining about their kids. And so like, it's just the same thing. We're all in this together. And if I can, you know, help them and I want them to feel like it's a fun thing and it's fun to bounce ideas off a friend. And I don't want them to feel like they have to do this big, overwhelming thing alone. I love that. I think that that is so, so important. And 
I love that you have also that it is this sort of community support and to just really identify that person who needs your services and who are lacking that whatever it is that makes people plan really good parties. I'm lacking it. So whatever it is, it's not in me. But when you were first starting this business or first transitioning, I guess, from like just doing it for your friend to actually making it a business, where did you kind of start with that? Like how, how did you transition it into a business that you were actually charging for? And then how did you hone in on who that person was as you went along that you were selling to? Yeah, well, that's been a really long journey and a journey I'm (laughs) still walking every day. But I built my business on word of mouth first. Okay. And I did my girlfriends and then it was really convenient because like I said, all my friends had kids within the same time period. So that chunk of time leading up to that big summer was very busy for me because I was just like cranking out these party plans and they're like 25 page documents. So, I mean, they really hold like everything you need. And I built them from feedback from moms like, okay, uh, favors that aren't a bunch of little dinky things I'm going to throw away. Okay. (laughs) Got it. No, I never know what outfit to put my kid in. Okay. Outfit page. Got it. I don't know how to set up the dessert table. Like I can think of the items to put on it, but I, how, like, how do you make it cute? Like the pictures. Okay. Dessert table tutorial. Check full checklist. Six weeks out, breaking up your jobs. Check. Like I really built this based on feedback and every decision I've made in my business has been based on feedback. And when you give your people that sign that you're listening to them, I want to make this what you want. Cause I'm not just doing this business so I can sit upstairs in my office taking time away from my kids. That's not my motivation for doing this. I really want to impact the way women around the world celebrate. That's my goal in life. And so I've built things that my audience asks for. And when you build that trust factor and that almost like respect, like I hear you and I see you and this is what I created because of that, that just automatically organically grows And then I utilize Pinterest like an insane person because I have a business that's very Pinterest worthy. And so I've created a lot of traffic from that. And then once I kind of get them to my site, I'm able to send them on, you know, some pathways so they can go right to shop and plans. They can learn a little bit more about me and my story, or they can go listen to my podcast. And my podcast is really has been a game changer in building a tribe full of that know, like, and trust because I'm with them and I'm talking to them about all of their little moments in their family's life. So I'm helping them with their kids' birthday parties. I'm helping them celebrate Halloween and I'm helping them with their holiday traditions. I'm helping them with all of these things that are so weaved into your family's story that you can't not feel like you know, you know, that person with them in the car, just like you, like I'm doing my dishes and they're listening to me. And and it's just different things like that. And the podcast has really been a big way for me to also do that feedback where, what would you like to learn more about? Okay, here's a show about that. But also just really, you know, build that relationship and build that trust and build my credibility 
when it comes to these specific topics. And when people feel like they really know you, they trust your style, they trust that you're going to put the effort that's needed to, you know, plan a celebration for your family. All of that stuff is really important because I have a very emotional business. And like I said, I don't take that lightly. Like it would be a lot for me to be like, yeah, go ahead and plan my daughter's first birthday. That would not be an easy decision because you can't get that moment back. And so you better believe I'm going to really be wanting to know something about that person and about their style and like, does their style match my style or all of that. And so I just really, I'm really intentional about the content that I put out and just saying, this is me. And you might not like the race car party that I planned. You might've wanted to do it, you know, green or whatever, <laughs> instead of black and white and red or different things like that. And, and that's totally fine. And a lot of times I'll customize a plan and change it to the color that people want. But in the end, you know, I'm not going to be a party that you get at the local party store. I'm something that's a little bit more unique, a little bit more personalized. And that's not for everybody, but it's for a lot of people. And so I just really feel like going back to your question, how I built that tribe, I listened very intentionally. I talked, I asked questions, I do polls on Instagram a ton. I build my social media as best as I can without it taking over my life because that's another beast. And with the podcast, I have a Facebook group of insiders, which again is really helpful because that's like my people. I have access to them. I can get feedback from them. And my subscription box really ultimately came from the feedback I was getting from that tribe of women. So other than the subscription box, in what ways have you listened to those customers and gotten that feedback? How do you open that conversation with them so that they feel like they're not just criticizing you or that they're not just giving you unsolicited advice or something, but you're actually opening that conversation to say, I want to hear from you and I want to know where you want to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, really, when's the last time you went to a business and were like, hey, I think you could do this better. I mean, that's just not like a natural thing that... Right. Or sometimes you'll get people who are like, I just thought you might like to know. Here's my, you know, criticism that I actually really didn't want to know. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But, you know, that doesn't happen. I mean, there's definitely some people out there that would feel confident enough to do that. But for the most part, I'm not, you know, reaching out to people and being like, hey, have you thought about completely changing your business model? (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So when I started, My business is called Allison Carter Celebrates Now. When I originally started, it was called Confetti Party Plans, and I was just doing parties. And then I would get questions about holidays. So like, okay, parties, I have a party once or twice a year, but what about, how do you make the holidays special for your kids? What are some of your favorite like little things to do during the holidays? Like different things like that. So I was like, okay, so this is not a party. I'm not going to plan a holiday party, which I did also, but- they're really asking about like kids stuff, like family stuff, mom stuff. So how can I do that? So then I started creating the holiday celebration guides. So I have a Halloween celebration guide, a Valentine celebration, like all of the major holidays. 
I have a guide that's not for party, but it's full of like little crafts and memory makers and traditions, themed food, different things like that. And so that was one way that I listened and, you know, pivoted to create something that was outside of party. And that was them asking. I was very like one lane when I first started my business, because if you're not, you just get everything just as like hitting you in the face like a dodgeball. Because when you just start your business, you're like, wait, what? I have to do Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and sales and emails and like, what? It's just way too much. So the thought of like coming up with something outside of party was really overwhelming. And I probably would have gotten there naturally myself, but probably not as soon as I would have if they didn't like organically ask me that. I think that that's such great advice because there are so many people who their vision of what they want to start with looks like what you've built over years and years of listening to your audience. Like they think that that's what they have to have when they very first begin. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I'm constantly telling people like, just pick that one Mm -hmm. lane that you're in to start off with. And then because maybe you would have ended up with holidays because that is sort of a natural progression from birthdays, but maybe you might not have ended up with a subscription box. Like, you know, you don't necessarily know what that long-term vision is. And by listening to your customers, it just allows you to have a built-in market when you do come up with that product. Yeah. The subscription box, no way in heck would that have happened (laughs) (laughs) because I never wanted a product-based business. I like having the safety of an online business. There's not a ton of upfront costs in an online business. Like sure, you have to pay for your Mm -hmm. website and, you know, different things that there for sure is money into that. But I'm creating a digital product, which means my currency is time. And so it's not like a monetary value that I've I've definitely invested in my business. Like I don't want people to think (laughs) I I don't have anything into this. But for the (laughs) most part, it's time. And so products like actual products I can hold in my hand and ship to people, that scared me. I didn't want the inventory. I didn't know how to go about the whole like selling in a different way, the timing it needs to be for a holiday box. So when do I have to get orders in and enough time to order supplies, enough time to pack and then ship all to get to them before said holiday? All of that made me very nervous. But for three years now, They've been like, great, the ideas are awesome, but what about if it could just come to my house? (laughs) I want you to take one more layer off of this. I don't even want to have to order it. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm in the business of saving busy moms time. So it makes sense. It's a natural question to ask. And I'm like, no, that's just not my business. I have an online business, but I try and make it as easy as possible. I try and find things from Amazon and Target as much as I can things like that. So I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then for the, you know, probably the 180th millionth email I've gotten about (laughs) having something come right to their door, I thought, well, what if, what if I tried it? What if I did a pre-order? So I didn't have a ton of stuff. I bought in advance the amount that I felt like 
for sure I would sell. And it was a low number. It wasn't like I'm going for gold on this. It was a small run. I knew for sure I could hit that number. And then just based on the feedback. And in that, with feedback, I got on Facebook Lives. I got an Instagram Live. I did emails with surveys. I did polls. I did like a ton of stuff where I was really saying, if I do this, and I was very upfront. I said, if I do this, this means more time is taken away from my family. And I am not willing to do something that, I'm going to create and then it's not going to be purchased. I mean, basically, <laughs> so like I really don't right. want <laughs> to spend my time and my energy and more time because I still have my business that I run. This is a, you know, my right. podcast that I run and now this is another branch. So I basically now have three businesses and, you know, a six and a three-year-old. And so all of that is a lot. And so I was very upfront. I said, I'm willing to do this, but this is kind of like, I need to know. So if I'm going to create this box, I need to know what it is that you want in it. So it's going to be so good that you can't say no to it. And so I got a lot of feedback. I mean, I didn't want to do it in the first place. And so I wanted to put it on them exactly like I did with party plans back, you know, three years ago. What do you want to see in them? What's important to you? The checklist, the favors, the dessert table tutorial, all of that. I I probably would have evolved them into that area as I continued to build those plans. But I don't know if I would have if I didn't ask for that feedback. And the boxes was exactly the same. I want the materials to do the decor. I want the materials to do the craft. A recipe card would be really cute. The tabletop supply, like it would be really fun to have the cute paper plates that I would have to, you know, go out and get 30 of, but could I just get enough for one dinner or one special snack or a mm -hmm. couple snacks or whatever, or the, the crafts. I don't want to go to Michael's and get a hundred palm balls. So if with the craft, could you just give me the amount of supplies needed for that one craft? So then I don't have to store a bunch of stuff. So I was very, again, I listened to my people. I want to know what they want. So then I can then create it in a way that works for me. But I also know it's something that they're going to buy. And the Halloween box sold out. And so now going into the holiday box, which is going to be, you know, orders probably mid-November, I now have a little bit more confidence in my upfront ordering and sending it out to influencers this time because I feel like I proved it in some way. There's still a lot of growth and a lot of learning <laughs> that has to happen with a product business. This wholesale land is just, I mean, it's another magical land that who knew existed. So there's a lot of learning, but it's been really fun. And again, for someone whose love language is gifts, it's just like the ultimate gift because I'm literally wrapping presents when I'm watching Housewives at night and knowing <laughs> that these kids' faces when they see this box with a pumpkin on it arrive at their doorstep addressed to them is just like, <gasps> and the videos I've gotten back from, you know, kids unboxing their boxes. It's just, it's the validation I needed to be like, okay, I mean, that is like one of the ultimate experiences. So now I'm having a super fun time with this new branch of my business that a hundred percent would not have happened at this point in my life. I probably wouldn't have done something physical until both of my kids were in kindergarten, to be honest. 
That's really interesting to me because honestly, building the both sides of my business with the physical product-based Etsy shop and then the coaching side of the business, I understand what you mean by saying that there's more money tied up in inventory of the physical product, but time tied up with the digital side. But it is more scary to me to spend my time on something than it is like I'd be more willing to invest in the inventory. Like the money part of it is not as scary to me. The time is, I feel like so, so limited that it's scary to me too. I 100% agree with that. It's such a balancing act. Time is the thing that you can't get back. That's the message that I've built my business on. Right, that's true. (laughs) So I totally get that. But for me, I'm creating something so specific. And I didn't want 800 pumpkin plates sitting in my house. (laughs) That's true. Like I couldn't, you know, give to people in February. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. So that part was the part that made me nervous. If I was doing like a blanket or, well, I I was thinking blanket in general, but I wasn't really meaning for your business, but something like (laughs) your like beautiful blankets, you can sell any time of year. I mean, you could do to get them out or if they didn't sell or something like that. There's some time that you could do it. And I could have done that the following Halloween but did I really want all of those materials in my house for Halloween? And then I also know myself and there's no way Halloween box next year is going to be what I did this year because who wants the same box? Right. So no, I was like, that's all of that went into that decision of like, okay, this is what I know a hundred percent I can do. And then at the point that I sell, I can either say sold out and then I can create kind of that buzz and that little bit of FOMO, which I'm already started seeing because right after Halloween closed and sold out, I opened the wait list for winter and had a lot of people like, I can't mm-hmm. believe this sold out. I'm so bummed. And then I started showing all those videos on my story and all those kids, you know, going crazy over freaking ghost napkin and all of these things like, <laughs> and then I'm getting a lot of people on that wait list. So it's like that. I'm glad I made that decision instead of ordering another run because it just kind of created that scarcity a little bit more. And we'll see what I do in holiday because a lot of my people are procrastinators because of that lack of time. So part of me does want to speak to them a little bit more. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm kind of making some decisions in real time when it comes to the holiday box. and. Right. Ultimately, I'm sure that feedback will come from an email I ask reply or a survey or a Facebook Live I do in my group, directly going back and talking to my people. Yeah, I think that there are so many good takeaways there. But one thing that I really love about this story is that you are doing things really methodically and really protecting yourself from diving into something, especially like with these boxes that you were saying, this is not really where I want to go. So or where I necessarily would have gone by myself. So if you guys are going to ask me for this, then I need to make sure that it's going to work for me. And I need to make sure that the market is there and not jumping into that until you know that that's true. And then even once you know, it's true, not saying, well, okay, now you guys told me that you want a holiday Halloween box. I'm going to order 50,000 Halloween <laughs> boxes and, you know, tie up every penny that you've ever made into this inventory. Well, and never sleep again. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Either way would not be good. But I like have talked with people about this, especially around the holidays. And it's true with any kind of seasonal item. But a lot of people, and I think I fell prey to this um, really badly in the very beginning, they are so caught up in making sure that they harness like every last penny that they can out of that holiday that they end up with leftover supplies and leftover wrapping paper and leftover inventory and all this stuff that has to sit Mm -hmm. for a year if you can even use it again next year, you know? And so rather than having that to make the decision and say it's sold out and that's just the end of it, like that's a better position to be in going into the next holiday and going into the next year to say this one sold out. So all the money that you invested into that inventory is coming back plus the profits rather than having leftovers and having a demand that, I mean, maybe you missed out on some money because you weren't able to fill all the demand, but the demand is even higher yeah, for the I next mean, one. I mean, that's the goal. That's what I'm hoping is going to be the case. But I also think it's kind of like, oh, ding, I missed out on that. Well, I'm for sure not going to miss out on the next one. Right. And I wanted that. And I also, I mean, I'm a one woman show over here. So you better believe I'm going to have a packing party when it comes to winter. But I packed all of those boxes myself. And it was a good chunk of time because every craft was individually wrapped like a little gift because I wanted one, I didn't want a mom to open that box and feel overwhelmed. Like, okay, well, now I have to do like all these crafts. I wanted them to be able to pull when needed. So I wanted them to be like, okay, all the crafts for that pumpkin banner are in here. So we're going to pull out this baggie today. And the other baggies are for another day. Like, cause I would want that as a customer. I wouldn't want my kids to think that this was like a free for all that we get to do this all day long because usually it gets boring and a fight will ensue and you don't want to spend your whole day doing all this stuff, but you want to spend a good chunk of time doing something fun, <laughs> but not all at once. So I wanted that. So, I mean, there was multiple presents inside of one wrapped box and it was a lot of time, but I wouldn't do it if it was just a bunch of product thrown in a box because that's not my brand. That's not my style. That's not, you know, the expectation I would get if I were getting this $40 box sent to my house. So there's all that stuff to consider too. So I I can't do at this point 10,000 boxes because I don't I don't have the resources at this point in my business. To fulfill that. So I also, I could have sold more, but I also don't know how I really realistically would have experimenting for my first time. So if you're trying something for the first time, if you're like wanting to step into something new, really think about how can I do this in a realistic way? Like, how is this actually going to work with my schedule? Because I mean, we've said it a bunch of times. Time is the thing you can't get back. You can't just add five hours to your day. So when I, I'm so glad I didn't say, okay, fine, they're not really sold out. I'll do another whole order. Because chances are I would have been left with some, but I also would have been a horrible parent because I was already stressed out about, you know, how they were going to ship and what if it was rainy? And like, I was already nervous about like a bunch of stuff. What if it doesn't even get to the doorstep? (laughs) I've never shipped anything before. 
And so if I then had to do like double the amount that I did, I just think it would have pushed me over the edge. But now doing it one time, I have a little bit more confidence and I have a lot that I would have changed about the first one that I've now applied to the second one. So each, you know, is a little step in your journey, but I wouldn't be like afraid to hold back. Even if you think you can do more, I would just kind of try doing a little step at a time and then proving the concept and then kind of going a little bit more each time. Because even this next time, I'm not even doing double for my original run. And I'm probably going to have it sold out again, because I just don't want to overwhelm myself, especially at the holidays. But I already know, and I'm fighting on the fact that I could sell more. But I'm trying to hold strong. Oh, it is... (laughs) It is such an internal struggle, I think. And I think as business owners, like it's an ongoing thing. But I think that what you're saying is so critical as a woman and as a mom and all of those things to say, like, there are times that my business could be busier or there are ways or things that I could do that would make me more money, it would make me more sales, it would grow the business faster, whatever that thing is for you. But choosing what those priorities look like to you. And you know, like if you worked 12 hours a day from here for the next three months, could you double those sales? Probably. But at what cost is that coming? And what it ends up coming is at the cost of spending time with your family. And I think that we've probably all been in that position before where we have made that choice and taken that time away from our family. And sometimes it's worth it and sometimes it's not. But I would venture to say that most of the time it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it just makes you feel bad. And then it just causes stress in so many different areas. And so I've just had to like accept the fact that when my kids are both in school, like I have big plans. Because I am going to have guaranteed time. And right now, I just don't have that guaranteed time. I have time every day that I work in my business, 100%. And I have time where my kids are on their iPads because I'm finishing show notes up or doing something, emails or whatever, finishing a party for a mom. But for the most part, I really, I want my kids to see me working also. That's another layer uh, is important for me to see mommy creating something out of nothing and helping other mommies. But I also don't want to not celebrate Halloween with my kids because I helped a hundred other moms celebrate Halloween with their kids (laughs) because then that's not aligning with my values. So yeah, it's a struggle that I just feel like is always going to be the struggle, but Patience is not a virtue of mine as well. So it's very hard for me, but it's also necessary because, I mean, your mental health has to also come into play when you run your business because you can't drive yourself into the ground. It just is never. Yeah. And I, I think that it's something that will be a continual struggle. Spoiler alert, my kids are in school now and I feel like I have less time (laughs) because there's like always something like there's always a school thing. There's always afternoon activities. Like it's like I long for the days that my kids were toddlers and I had free time, which is weird. But I do think that that I feel like that time that you step into your business and you say like, okay, I'm going to grow this as fast as possible and just really dive into it. 
a lot of times what that does is lead to burnout. And, you know, what you when you say, like, I'm going to sacrifice everything else for the sake of this business, it becomes sort of this like slippery slope of like, well, someday when it's really successful, I'll be able to step back. But that someday doesn't really ever come because, you know, when I had $20,000 in Etsy sales, that someday maybe was 50000 And then I hit that and then it was 100000 And then I hit that and it was one hundred and fifty. You know, like it's a moving target that's always keeps on going. And then it ends up hitting a wall where you're like, actually, I just don't really want to do this at all because I have no work-life balance at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that someday your kid isn't three anymore. Right. So, I mean, I don't, that part just makes me want to throw up. And I want to, you know, I have one daughter in kindergarten and my son's in preschool two days a week. So I don't want like every morning that I have that one-on-one time with him for mommy to be on her computer and he's playing by himself or, you know, watching a movie or something like that. So yeah. Yep. Having that balance is crucial. It's so, and it's frustrating because everybody wants their business to be further than it is. Right. And it's just, I don't know, I've just I've somewhat come to terms, but I always have that crazy ambition and that like, it could be, it could be here, it could be here. But, you know, I also want to be the mom that I want to be. And that at the end of the day is more important to me at this point. Well, and I think that the takeaway for it is what I teach people and what I try and tell myself (laughs) is that, you know, I think that a lot of that like franticness or those feelings of like, I need it to be further. I need to keep going. I need it, you know, head down, work, work, work is because you feel like there's like a limited time. Like if I don't do this right now, then I'm never going to be able to do it. And I think that what I've learned or like the opportunity is going to pass you by. And I feel like what I've learned from being in business and having young children at the same time is that that opportunity looks different in your different seasons of life, but it's always there. And, you know, what I wanted when my kids were toddlers or babies is different than what I want now. And it's going to look different than what I want in five years. And so to allow it to adjust and ebb and flow and grow. And then maybe you step back and it's not growing anymore. And to, I mean, that really is the dream job. It's not really like the money and the success. It's really the flexibility. Oh, totally. That's why I love my online business. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Me too. It's passive because all of these plans other than custom plans, which I still do a good amount of, I've limited the quantity that I do just due to time, but you know, they're already done. So that puppy right. party, you just, you know, purchase away. Like right. <laughs> all the people in the world, you keep purchasing that party. And all, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me because it's already created. And so that's like the best part of my online business. But yeah, yeah. the podcast definitely doesn't run itself. And the boxes definitely don't pack themselves. So there's just a different layer. But it's nice to, you know, know that I also have that online passive piece. But it still is a piece of my business that needs to grow. Right. But it's also in like a good spot right now. But it definitely is in one of those spots where it's like, oh, no, we can, it can keep going. Yeah. But it's not when it keeps going and growing, it doesn't really have a big effect in the, you know, the effort part. 
Yeah. So the takeaway for that is digital products are where it's at. (laughs) It really really is great. And they for sure need to be updated. Like they, because links are higher, they're full of links and I don't have control over, you know, Gap's farmer dress or whatever. I don't have control of other stores inventory. So they definitely need to go through and I run them through a system and check all the links and replace and stuff like that. So they're definitely not a, you know, I plan it and that party's dead to me. I'm very, you know, well-versed in puppy and flower. (laughs) (laughs) I scoured the internet for literally every single princess thing you can think of that's not tacky. (laughs) And yeah, so I mean, I fully get those. But for the most part, they can run on their own and just keep generating. And that part is really great. Well, thank you so much for coming today, Allison, and having this conversation with us. This is so interesting to me because I don't have those passive digital products in the same kind of way. And I started with sort of the opposite, the physical business turned digital. Yeah. So I've just loved hearing this story and loved hearing your unique perspective about how to fill that void or fill that demand that people are wanting that maybe they don't even know that they want because they don't know something like that is even out there for them. Yes. It's such a great way of building a business to serve the customer that you have in mind and having that organic like ebb and flow of your business as people are asking for new things. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. I hope that I gave some little pieces of advice and at the end of the day, made your listeners feel a little bit more confident and, you know, ready to tackle this crazy life that we live. (laughs) Absolutely. If people are looking to connect with you or they are like me and going to head on over and look at some party packs so that I don't have to plan my next child's birthday party, where can they find you? All information about everything is at allisoncartercelebrates.com. And you can go check out the podcast. It's called Memories and Moments and Shop Party Plans and get on the wait list for the holiday box or purchase the holiday box, depending on (laughs) timing. But all of those things are right in smack dab in my website. And you just click the button on where you want to go. And, um, you know, I'm always on Instagram at Allison Carter celebrates too. Awesome. Thank you again for coming. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. So what do you guys think? That was pretty great, huh? Allison has built such a unique and creative business. And I just love that she's taken something that she started to do just for a friend and for free and built it into this really organic business that has grown and changed over the course of a few years. I hope that you got a ton of takeaways from this episode and from all the wisdom that Allison shared. That's all for today. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.